All right, this is True News 365. This is a Christian worldview commentary podcast here for the purpose of bringing clarity to the moral, political, and cultural insanity that's going on today. And I seek to be a continuous reminder to those who are born again that God is still on the throne and Christ has been given all authority and will soon return. And we encourage one another with these words. Join me, share these podcasts abroad, and let's take it all for Christ. is once again true news 365 and i'm here uh once again uh with a new chapter a new title a new topic which i think is extremely important for us to talk about <clears throat> okay first i want to give my information uh check out my podcast at true at uh um anchor.fm slash true news 365 i'm also on true news 365.com uh, Facebook and um, YouTube uh, and IG. Okay, check me out there and follow me. Um, and yeah, so I this is a, a, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about and I haven't had a lot of time to talk about, um, but I think it's extremely important. What I want to do is I want to lay down again some groundwork on the subject and get a kind of an idea, uh, perspective and uh, have a conversation and basically um, uh, bring about a few issues and then after I'm done uh, I will um, listen to some uh, anyone have, might have a question or comment uh, and we'll share and we'll talk and stuff like that but I first want to lay down some groundwork on this whole issue of woke Christianity which takes on um, various forms you've got the woke Christianity where they're constantly talking about victimization and um, uh, there are people who are down and out. There's uh, this whole thing of, of racism. Racism is exploded uh, basically to be found under every rock. Uh, I think that's something we should talk about. Not to say that there isn't such, there isn't racism going around or what is called racism, um, but a whole lot is going on. There's a lot of issues regarding feminism. All of that stuff, me, the Me Too thing, victimization, what's happening to people, people having a lot of things to say in the, in the culture and in society. People have risen up to talk about abuses and things that need to be changed in the system. There's also issues of uh, orientation and sexual orientation and things uh, uh, of that nature that, um, that people are trying to pursue more rights and stuff of that that nature all of that is in woke christian woke wokeness in society and it has indeed crept up into the church also the essence of what the gospel is supposed to be and what christianity is supposed to be and how it's supposed to be taught and understood and the rejection of old um uh, evangelicalism um all this stuff is it's it's a lot to talk about but within the framework of all of that, there are people who believe that um, somehow socialism uh, is found in Christianity, um, and that's something that needs to be needs to be cleared up um, because they conflate, uh, they demonize capitalism. All right, and even though capitalism, I don't believe capitalism. Um, 
is necessarily Christian or Christian is capitalism, I do find um, historically that the much of the concepts of capitalism are found within scripture a whole lot more than anything that people have twisted to seem like socialism. There's no socialism in the Bible, but somehow people have gotten this, this idea that if you care for the poor, that's socialist. If you're, you're greedy, that's capitalism. And they've tossed this around back and forth. And that's part of the conflating and the running uh, with, you know, in the bandwagon of all of this uh, neo-Marxist uh, thought that we're seeing today. Um, and so people got caught up in that. A lot of it has to do with ignorance. A lot of it has to do with poor um, uh, exegesis of reading, understanding historical Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, uh, poor understanding of Christian doctrine, all of that stuff. Um, and so it needs to be cleared up. So yeah, so it, Christian socialism doesn't exist. It really doesn't. Um, okay, so I mean, I'm no expert on economics. But there's what I think to be general knowledge of economics, which I feel people should know and need to um, uh, need to know relevant to what we're seeing in the culture, pushing us towards greater and greater socialism in our nation. We see these things are being pushed. We're seeing these neo-Marxist uh, agendas being pushed in the greater society, right? This is a worldly thing, a worldly push. Somehow the church has taken on these these ideals as well and they're pushing and going in the same they jumped on the bandwagon and so like the bible says in the old days uh you know they've uh, crept in unawares and they're pushing all of these things if we've noticed it the question of uh genderism the question of feminism the question of e economics socialism all of this stuff has crept up in the, in the churches and we see that they're also in society right um i've had people even um uh, uh downplay the necessity to be aware of you know uh, issues of of extreme things like abortion which is genocide and um, an american holocaust and they belittle it because they say well we're not doing anything about the homeless you know and yet christ said the poor you will have with you always and it's not that we can't help people but the fact is that they've taken on a new gospel they've changed the understanding of what the gospel is this the centrality of it and they've taken it and they've run with it uh, along with the neo-marxists which are you know you have to be more than blind not to see what's going on politically and um, in a secular way okay and and even more relevant to the church when many churches are being hijacked with this idea that there's even such a thing as christian socialism by way of woke church indoctrination we see these people uh with their woke stuff and seeing racism under every rock and fanning the flames of of uh, uh you know to to have neighbor against neighbor and even um churchgoer against churchgoer uh, be because of this idea of socialism and it's an inward hatred if you don't see the way they see you know um, and, and the, the idea of socialism is sold as fairness via the, like a, a Robin Hood mentality uh, and you know you take from the greedy rich and give to the deserving poor some you know um, you know so socialism is supposed to be about getting your fair share 
but socialism is really only seen as acceptable if you're able to fool the masses. I've taken into account a few of those ways. Number one, uh, the only way you can, you know, fool the masses, you know, uh, if you're you're able to dumb down the masses, which is what's been happening in the United States for decades. Okay, our education system, media indoctrination, Hollywood, the movies, the sitcoms, the commercials, all of this stuff is, you know, uh, prevalent with all these messaging um, constantly for decades. Uh, also, when when there's a uh, struggling economy because of less jobs, less qualified people for the labor force, and um, you know the left, the, the left is is is, is um, you know left to run amok in the government. You know uh, economic overreach from the government, all of that stuff. Um, also, when you're able to exploit uh, the inner evil of man's nature by activating their greed their envy, their proclivities to theft, etc., et uh, to enhance their laziness and to, you know, you don't tell them, well, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. That mentality, you don't tell them that, but you basically tell them, you help them to be, feel like victims. Oh, you know, you work uh, eight hours and, you know, you only make so much, you should be in content. Uh, that type of um, counseling, uh, which is, you know, just something of the world, you know, all of that stuff, um, giving them the stuff and promising more, you know, constantly promising the government, promising more. Naturally, a person's inner demons of greediness, of laziness are going to grow. OK, uh, also another way that, um, uh, you know, you can sell socialism in the culture is um, you have to conflate what's obvious crony capitalism with general free market capitalism in order to generate more ignorance and hatred among the people okay uh there are people who say that you know it's it, it's evil capitalism is evil and private property is evil so anyone who works hard to pay their mortgage to try to pay off their home to you know all of a sudden now they're conflating this with with evil and and you can see it's an indoctrination it that's basically what it is people People just um, are, are, are being pushed and being nuanced into uh, worldly thinking, okay? But, but we know this push towards socialism is neo-Marxism in nature, okay? Because it smells like Karl Marx, it looks like Karl Marx, and it's uh, a secular and godless, it's just like Karl Marx, secular and godless. It's inherently evil because it does exactly what God doesn't want us to do. Okay, it's greedy. It leads us to always asking more from the government. Um, healthcare, free tuition, welfare, free daycare, free time off from work, uh, pay off credit uh, care, uh, the credit card debts. You know, let let the government pay for it. You know, um, it leads to coveting. It leads us to coveting from those who earn theirs. Uh, your neighbor looking at the their their grass, a lot greener than yours. It 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 it, it um. It's stealing. In, in essence, it's stealing because it's saying it's okay to take from the from other people and to give to other people who have not earned. So it's inherently uh, stealing. And 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 by way of the government. Okay, so you either it's forced because if you don't give, if it's, if you don't pay your taxes, and that's how they plan to do it by integrating that uh, unfair tax into the taxing system. 
you don't pay it, people come to your house with guns and they put you in prison. Uh, that's how they, Robin Hood ex expects to, um, to help, supposedly to help uh, the poor, okay? Which is nonsense, okay? It's hypocrisy, it's a lie. Um, it's a uh, covering for stealing, coveting, and greed. And yet they want to apply the greediness to free markets, free market capitalism, conflate it with crony capital capitalism, which is what we're seeing, which is a perversion of what capitalism is supposed to be. And, and then what they do is they conflate it. So they talk to all of these things around a bunch of ignorant people who have never been taught anything about uh, their history, about uh, economics, based how to even uh, balance the checkbook. And then they say, okay, yeah, see, capitalism bad, socialism good, you know. And so they indoctrinate them and they take advantage, exploit their ignorance. And so you got a bunch of snot noses uh, breaking things and, 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 and misfits and, and, and doing what, what people have told them to do because they think it's somehow it's a good thing, okay. Only where, where, where an entitlement mentality has been fostered within a society is socialism appealing. But not really knowing what capitalism is, and by the act of purposeful indoctrination, the idea of socialism is able to grow and take favor among people, particularly young people. But in demonizing capitalism, you also have to demonize small businesses and property owners and people's independent labor and control of their personal economy in order to uh, sell the idea of socialism. You have to bring down true free markets, okay? And this is exactly what's been done by way of the government school system, all right? Uh, the hippie liberals of yesterday are the college professors of today. In fact, they say that conservative teachers and professors make up less than a quarter of those teaching in higher education. Um, we know that's true, and they've taken over our social sciences, those prerequisite social core uh, requirements, and many two- and four-year community colleges are filled with America-hating, capitalist-hating, far-left social mind-twisting curriculum. The distortion of reality, socially, historically, and economically. You have to flip the script on the idea of greed and impose it or project it okay, onto capitalism in order to find it acceptable, to find it fair for the government, to step in and interfere with people's economic freedoms and free markets. They, they have to do that. They have to... Uh, demonize they have to uh, flip it they have to call good what's good evil and what's evil good you know in order to get people to accommodate to this right and exploit those who have crap for brains who have already been dumbed down in the education system in order to get the, the hyenas to gather and to start festering this ignorance. So, and you see that. This has been, we all know that the school system has been dumbing down uh, our kids for uh, decades, right? We know this. Uh, and then the government overtaxes businesses, impose unrealistic regulations, minimum wage requirements, businesses close and people lose their jobs. Wealth generation stops local jobs You know, jobs are affected, and then there's only room for government-approved corporate businesses to come in and operate within localities, which can lead to real crony capitalism, which is what people should have been differentiating between healthy capitalism and crony capitalism. What happens is that neighborhoods end up looking like ghost towns, 
and lose all of their small businesses. And that's the huge problem. When capitalism is ignorantly and unjustly attacked, so is private property, small businesses, and people's economic freedom. Not just for corporations, big companies, but mama-papa shops. It's the middle class that are being attacked, not the rich. They're the ones that always end up getting the, 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 the tail end of it and the working poor, right? Because the big corporations end up moving to other countries to flee those crazy government regulations and they take their goods and services with them, bringing higher prices to the market because of less competition. Okay, the production and the producers of jobs who help move a balanced local economy is being attacked. People often argue that welfare and social security are programs of socialism, and I say that's incorrect. Because within any economic system, you'll find a need to take care of one's own. You'll find charities and programs either run by uh, churches, nonprofits, or whatever in order to help out the poor. The Bible says the poor you'll have with you always. This means that our stewardship to the downtrodden will always be needed. Okay? Uh, but only within capitalism can you see those in the poorest conditions rise to the level where they can help themselves. Okay? Socialism is we're all poor. Everyone equally poor. That's basically what that is. Free markets, competition, and ingenuity fosters innovations that create systems for goods and services. Okay? You don't see that. You don't see that when, when government takes over the system, the economy. You're not going to see it. That's not something government does. Okay, government can only halt those innovation and, and, and ingenuity by regulations and economic impositions. By controlling those aspects of economic freedoms, it only has a backwards effect to growth. And instead, what you'll see is stagnant markets and lack of incentive to, to invest and continue growing. You can't force incentives. You can't force ingenuity. And you can't force organic economic growth. Government never creates anything, but it destroys when it gets in the way of the natural process of economic creativity. The chief end of socialism is to not balance anything economically, but to keep everyone equally poor. And only a few crony capitalists in bed with the government will do best. The only ones who get government incentives and subsidies for doing what the government wants as government controls them. Okay? <clears throat> uh, okay, so you'll see that the, the, the government incentives, right? You'll see these big corporations uh, playing around with social issues, with LGBT flags, and talking about uh, all of these things that the government wants them to talk about and the, the society wants to push, right? This, all this stuff that a lot of people find morally reprehensible. You'll see that those corporations sell themselves for this nonsense in order to keep the government off their back with regulations, right? Socialism never tells the truth. It's all empty promises for more economic utopia. Excuse me. Of course, in our highly fractured economic system, impacted by an abandoned education system and overblown government intrusion within our economic system, 
we find the need to stretch those support systems like public assistance uh, all the way to its limits and people have to depend more on those systems cultural and social issues contribute to the problem okay they're the main reasons for the problems and these are the things that government gets in the way of in order to exacerbate the problem the impact of smaller families unaffordable tuition expenses and even less people entering college for actual job producing degrees has a lot to do with the problem the government education system is set to be graduating people with a fifth grade reading level and they've taken a lot of the mathematical and science-based programs that they used to have and used to offer kids right uh, <clears throat> they replaced all of that with uh, Common Core, which is a dumbing down, cookie cutter, globalist United Nations program made to create a less than mediocre future workforce. There's zero teaching within the trades, which would be extremely practical, and there's even less education on finance, investing, and how to balance one's personal finances. All right, you don't see that within our education system, do you? You have to somehow learn that. And by the time you do, you might already be in debt. Okay, so people learn how to get into debt before they even learn how to earn. While people are having less kids, less intact families, uh, people have kids and then they move away as soon as they're able to. Less kids, less support for parents as they age, more dependency on social security benefits and welfare. Okay, have you ever heard of the term the strength in numbers? Well, that's what the Bible teaches. It encourages a man to have many offspring so that they'll be there for security against danger issues because the proverb says children are like arrows among a man's armor, but also because of the sense of respect among other people in the community at the gates, the Bible says. Because a family united can only have a positive influence on one's society. They can help run a farm, help out in, at home a lot more be there for their siblings and maintain an inner ecosystem family economy within their family structure, right? How many American families can say that their siblings have all grown up together, never left home, and are united for their fa familial needs? But you don't see that today. If you're in a diner and a family of nine or ten comes in, people are more apt to frown at them than to consider them blessed as God calls them blessed. As their parents get older, they wouldn't have to put up with nursing homes because they would be able to take care of their aging parents among each other. But today the world encourages people to have less kids with the attacks we see on the family institution. We see the encouragement, affirmation and increase of paganism which goes against flourishing of human society. Homosexuality terms, uh, trans insanity, gender fluidity, which is andro androgyny, abortion on demand, which is child sacrifice to false god of convenience, and sexual revolution, environmentalism, which is pa uh, pantheism, the worship of Mother Earth, and teaching that humans are a disease on the earth, and extreme feminism, which mocks and detests the nuclear family and goes after what they call the patriarch. All of this is population control 
and the culture of death because it goes directly against God's mandate to flourish on the earth and fill the earth with God-fearing, prosperous, God-image-bearing humanity. All of this is secular humanism, and it all ties in together with an anti-God religion. When you reject God, you don't just believe in nothing. You're not a nun, but you leave a void for all of the cesspool of demonic junk from the culture to, to come in, okay, and to be added to your worldview. Euthanasia encourages children to discard their parents and kill them like a cat or a dog. Social health care has set to have the idea of death panels written within the laws. The idea that a panel of doctors will be the ones deciding, uh, making the decision of who and how they, how they pull the plug on people, not their families. Again, government interfering with freedom, not just in economy, but in life as a whole. In a secular government, secularism is the gateway of all anti-God philosophies marriage parents aren't staying married because they're picking the wrong spouses not in the lord parents aren't teaching their children and giving them wisdom for life the value of hard work the value of building a family in sacrificial love etc etc people are maturing at a retarded rate in the old days 10 to 15 years old were more mature and intellectually well-rounded than our average 21 year old Today, it wouldn't be difficult to find a whole generation of grown adults in their early 30s playing video games in their mother's basement. We know this is true, okay? They're entering into the workforce later in life. They're entering into marriage later in life, if at all. Society encourages people not to even waste their time getting married. Isn't that what, uh, what's her face said? Uh, ocasio Chris. Cortez, so much so that now polygamous relationships are starting to be a thing, which is which isn't new at all, but a revisiting of paganism. You see leftist neo-Marxist political people pretending to be Democrats. Yeah, Ocasio Cortez encouraging her electorate not to even have children anymore. What a loser! Someone called her Alexandria Occasional Cortex. I thought that was very funny. Uh, like five years ago, she pro uh, projected that the left as a whole was going around telling uh, people a message from the environmentalist religionist doomsday of 12 years to the end of the world due to climate change once again government capitalizing on severe weather to get people in a state of constant fear so they can just lay down and let the government take over everything in society and people fall for it the hatred of authority disobedience to parents as the bible predicts in the last days hatred of all sorts of authoritative leadership is frowned upon in our society law enforcement teachers and school teachers these days don't want to deal with unruly kids so that they won't get sued men aren't getting educated but they're easy to get locked up you ever notice that prison records will get in the way of even the most menial jobs out there so now they're walking around stupid with a high school degree and a fifth grade reading level and with a prison record for carrying a small amount of controlled substances or acting like a fool in the corner. Think about it. This is the stuff that's going on in society. That's enough to keep them from contributing in marriage. 
and a basic family economy. Those conditions are purposely laid as a snare to men in our society, and men fall for it over and over again. So the societal cycle of malarkey and caca goes round and round and round and round. And all because they haven't been taught the gospel of God's power and transformation. The true gospel of Christ which liberates the soul and gravitates a young person to truth and wisdom. Everything anyone needs for enlightenment is found in knowing God and knowing who you are in God, period. From there, truth will lead you where you need to go. But that's what the world has to try and keep you from. That truth by dangling sin over people okay and then they uh, compromise their ability to see the light that's what the bible says and this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil john 319 people would rather be taken care of by their government and won't let go of that perceived security in order to find their freedoms and many are sold socialism because it's easy bait it tickles the ears to blame someone else who has something rather than to let go of what's handed to you and the narrative of you deserve more you're a victim etc and that's where the thought of socialism thrives it thrives in greediness and looking at others wanting what they want okay not thinking okay you know what i'm just going to work harder next time i'm going to get what my own and so bottom line socialism is part of the attributes of secular humanism okay it's inherently evil it's inherently lazy it's inherently theft inherently greed it's inherently covetousness covetousness and yet people say that it's in the bible imagine that everything the lord says we shouldn't be and yet there are those who have been given a false gospel the social woke gospel where they conflate crony capitalism with capitalism and even worse pervertedly attach socialism to christianity as we know the devil is the accuser of the brethren and a liar from the beginning and the father of all lies disguising himself as an angel of light and here he uses crony capitalism and the abuse of free market systems by men to blame the most fair and prosperity producing economic systems known to man in order to destroy all sorts of freedoms initiate initiated initiated by our United States constitutional laws as influenced by Judeo-Christian philosophy all is the spirit of Karl Marx and the commun and communism that cripples freedoms and helps and keeps people in societal slavery worshiping worshiping the state as a god okay that's what it is that's what it leads you to I've been given a few Bible verses to look at by a loving brother in the faith. I won't name his name. Uh, in order to look through those verses and see if there's anything remotely condemning of capitalism or a favoring of socialism. I will say from the start, here and now, that there's huge conflating concepts, distorting of exegesis in order to come to any conclusion that socialism, as we know it, is anywhere within the scriptures and this type of connection can only be found there by indoctrination albeit extremely bad and false woke neo-marxist teaching which is culturally relative today yes the woke have sprouted out within the church uh, because their chaff which the winds of truth will blow away in god's time 
Okay, Acts 2 and 4. Check this, Acts 2 and 4. Right off the bat, I can tell you that nothing you'll find in these chapters will teach that the apostles are starting a new government or a new economic, uh, a new economy simply because we are in spirit, a new economy and a new government in the kingdom of God, a holy nation of priests. But it's when he reigns in heaven as it is on earth, the 1,000 year reign on earth, not now. He told the soldiers, if my kingdom were of here, my servants would fight. Okay, we see Daniel in the Old Testament having been forcefully captured by the Babylonians. And he's so loyal to his ruling government that he, he excels, especially because of his dream interpreting talents given by God. But as soon as the king of Babylon creates legislation that goes against God, he wanted him to worship an idol. What does he do? He refuses to abide by the king's mandate. A lot of people these days are bringing up Romans 13, you know, and it's really simple. Um, <clears throat> it's really simple. Uh, Romans 13 is where the world is going today to pick up stones to throw at Christians. Okay, brothers among brothers, they're being thrown stones. Um, and they're trying to hold them to their own standard. The only problem is that the world doesn't know God. The world doesn't have proper discerning of the scriptures because they don't have the spirit to discern God's word. Against the world is operating under its father, the devil, who is the accuser of the brethren, and want to pit people against Christians and even brother against brother, as also is prophesied by the Lord himself to be something that signifies the end times. Romans 13 doesn't teach to blindly follow mandates of the government. It only delineates the responsibilities between us and the government and the government to God. Only assuming the government is operating morally by God's standard. We see John the Baptist called out the governor Herod, right? About his immorality with his niece and violating the holiness code of marriage. This is why it's perfectly correct to protest injustices or immoralities not only because it's biblical but also because it's legal to do so inherent within the laws of our nation so our own nation gives us the law to do this right so when the law says tries to stop us from that okay the uh the first amendment second amendment right all of that they're going against their own law when we're not allowed to be to by our rulers we're not allowed by our rulers it's the rulers who are contradicting our government okay our government documents where our, our where our law comes from we saw that paul utilizes dual citizenship as a roman to get the authorities to have him appeal before caesar they weren't supposed to flog a roman citizen but they did and paul capitalized on that so he could come and appeal his case and be able to preach christ okay uh the constitution was has within it the concept of unalienable rights which is such something that completely contradicts secularism and it stands as right as a right from god not for man. Man can't give you anything inalienable. 
and whatever man gives you, man can take away. These are rights man cannot take away because they come from God. But unfortunately, many who are Christians but have poor teaching are allowing the pressures of the world in order to be used by the world to come against their own brothers regarding the issues of vaccine mandates, mask mandates, etc. They're not only ignorant of biblical teaching, they're also ignorant of our rights and laws as Americans because they've been dumbed down in their education biblically and politically. They're the indoctrinated, and those indoctrinated into lies can also include, unfortunately, brothers and sisters, Christians, okay? But you would think that these Christians would be able to discern spiritually, but oftentimes, because of disobedience, because of lack of maturity, and because of fear, they ensnare themselves. They've allowed the woke gospel to come into their churches and sway them on all sorts of neo-Marxist agenda philosophies to intertwine with biblical teaching. These are the people who the Apostle Paul tried to warn not to be swayed by every wind of doctrine. This is in Ephesians 4. As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by trickery of people, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. The problem is we're stuck between trusting our government and not trusting our government. That's where the issue is. That's where the issue is. And if the person decides they don't want to trust their government, who are we to impose upon them their right to their own minds? Right? I mean, do we not have enough precedent to have a stance of not trusting our government? At least in the last five years, even. Right? All right, two facts. Uh, number one, this has nothing to do with the facts as to whether the vaccine is safe or not safe. This has to do with whether one has confidence or does not have confidence in the narratives that are being presented to us in the media, in the government, okay, government agencies, the CDC, FDA, World, the, the, the H, WHO. Do we have enough reason not to trust our government? I say we have more than enough precedent to distrust our government. I say the world's pursuit of population control and abortion on demand, okay, extreme environmentalism, climate change, religion, homosexuality, feminism, transsexualism, racism, the, the experimentation of transhumanism, secret societies, Marxism, socialism, communism, aborted human fetal experimentations and immunizations, genocides, secular humanism, hatred and fear of Christianity, globalism, evolutionary deception, government corruption, banking corruption, political corruption, military corruption, and nation building by neoconservatives and globalists influencing our nation, presidential assassinations, etc., 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 etc. I mean, there's enough president to distrust, distrust our government. Okay? I'm not arguing against being a good citizen because I can stay in my lane, so to speak, and not trust my government and all its agendas while still being a good citizen and not breaking laws. But where the law is unjust, I have enough godly conscience not to obey it. Should we impose trust in our government on those who don't trust 
regardless of how convinced or indoctrinated by the government one is? Is it fair to force people to believe, quote unquote, the science or force them to trust their, you know, trust their government? We're talking over 80 million Americans aborted, or rather, uh, uh, 80 million Americans, okay, who do not trust, who have chosen not to trust the government. Okay, that's a lot of people. Uh, to impose is to go against God-given human rights. To impose is against our U.S. constitutional rights, influenced by God, the God of the Bible. Okay, now getting back to Acts 2 and 4. Again, Acts isn't talking about starting a new economy outside of the church. As we see, they lay down what they have at the apostles' feet. The apostles were church growers, not politicians, not economists, not bankers. Considering the times, the New Testament church was under severe Roman occupation. They were heavily taxed by the ruling party. And so those who came to faith started looking out for the poorest within their congregation, meeting the needs of those in the congregations. This is in line with New Testament teaching that says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't go outside in the world to sue each other. Take care first of those who are in the household of faith. We see Paul had financial transactions going back and forth between churches in order to meet the needs of the people within the congregations which he planted. But the people still worked within the world but contributed first within their congregations. Paul was a tent maker by trade and so like everyone else he needed to pay his taxes to the state. This is highly recommended for us to go back to the type of system where we take care of our congregations first, grow, grow them, and continue being fruitful within our communities. Go outward. And that's why the church must continue to grow in spirit and truth so that we can meet the needs of others in the church and then outside the church to bring them into the church by way of the gospel. This is the true meaning of salt and light in the world. But as you can see, socialism, if it's going to swallow up a people, it has to step in to every institution by means of the government that should be taken care of by the church. In a healthy economy where the government allows free markets and people freely doing business with one another, people could care for their communities, running their own business, paying their, their, their taxes, but contributing to the social needs of society without government control and impositions. But instead, what do you see? government illegally taking over public schools which is un unconstitutional to create cultural social and moral problems we are supposed to teach our own children okay that's our responsibility before god government in bed with central banking controlling the economy which increases corruption and the distribution of our taxes ruining our economy and how the nation sustains itself, etc. Government gets in the way of private property and business growth, creating regulations and red tape that hinders business growth. So while we never see socialism in the Bible, we do see principles that are in line with basic capitalism. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus rebukes a man who wanted him 
to arbitrate between him and his brother over sharing an inheritance. Jesus said, who am I to be judge or arbitrator between you, between the both of you? Demonstrating that the man was being greedy and envious and putting too much into too much care into soul security and of money. He was paying too much attention to money. But at the same time, it demonstrates that not even Christ found it in his place to judge or arbitrate over the possessions of one person and even less to take from one to give to another, like socialism does by force. The rebuke here was on envy, greed, and worry. In Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, that it describes an owner calling the shots of his own market, demonstrating concepts like we see in today in business ownership, contractual disputes, and what is fair to do with one's own possessions. The parable also teaches about saving, investing, interest-bearing, etc. Okay, but notice that those who claim that owning property, uh, property, controlling one's own money and investments is not frowned upon in the socialist system are wrong. When the government, by way of socialism, depletes your income by high taxation, regulations, and the drying out of the markets, they are interfering with your production and how you run and control your property and possessions. Notice in verse 24, he rips into one of the servants in spite of the other good servants. Check it. This servant had a very negative perception of his master, attributing him to unfair characteristics as people do today, calling God evil. The master, who is God, judges the slave to be evil and states that whoever has less will be given less and whoever has more will be given more, using money as an example, demonstrating that money itself is not evil but the love of money. So the low producer can be evil and the great producer can be good in this parable, knocking down all negative judgments of being evil just because you're rich, which is what the left does all the time. Again, indoctrination, indoctrination, indoctrination. The idea of repeating something over and over and over and over again, aligning with bad, uh, evil, bad guy scenarios in order to jam a person's thoughts into thinking into indoctrinating them into false associations okay very important note by the by the way the last servant was an evil servant in other words a fake christian because he was condemned to hell and his fruit demonstrated he was fake because of the way he regarded his master just as cain's attitude responded to god in genesis chapter 4 There's no need to describe a person outside of the church because we know the world is condemned already because they have not believed and for rejecting God. Therefore, the distinction is within true and false disciples, true and false slaves, true and false sheep, true and false believers. Okay. Also, when Christ kicked out the money changers, it was because they were doing it in the temple where it was supposed to be exclusively as a house of prayer, and Jesus stated clearly. Historically, it was also because they were scamming the people of their sacrifices, making them purchase animals from from them after rejecting the ones the people brought to the temple for their sacrifices and charging them extra money. 
the issue at the temple wasn't because there's something inherently wrong with buying and selling. The issue of the Good Samaritan in chapter 10, check this out, has, this has been brought up, but I don't know why, because it's a basic teaching for caring for one's neighbor and does not in any way, shape, or form demonstrate issues of socialism, rather to demonstrate capitalism. <laughs> because the good Samaritan uses his own money to care for the man, not the government's money. Okay? So it's hilarious that people would make that association, and that's what socialism is, right? It's, it's a joke. Government-forced distribution of other people's money, but he wasn't using other people's money. He was using his money, and that's the point. It demonstrates that capitalism is unjustly in... Uh, indoctrinated to seem like it's evil personified when the fact is that people just don't have the first clue of the basics of capitalism and even less of the evil of socialism but they'll argue for socialism as though it's a dove which floats over you like the holy spirit of love please probably the best example for today of capitalism is in uh, Matthew 20 the, the hired laborers, laborers in the field. Verse 11. Let me read it. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, these, these who were hired last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day's work and the scourging heat. But he answered and said to uh, one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for, the, for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I want to give to this last person the same as you. It is not lawful for me to do what I want with what is my own. Or is it your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first and the first last. You see that? Okay, so the greedy person who complains and who's got the entitlement mentality, they'll end up even having less than what they have. That's, that's the way I see it. Let's, let's read that again. Friend, I'm not doing you any wrong. Did you, didn't you agree? It's talking about contractual agreements right here. Didn't you agree with me for the money, for the denarius? Take what's yours. See, you earned it. Boom, that's yours. Okay, and get out of here. But I want to give to this last person the same as you. But what is to you? It is not. It's not lawful. Is it? Isn't it lawful? He's saying it's lawful for me to do what I want with my own. Capitalism. Do what you want with your own. Or, or is your eye envious? Envy, because I'm generous. Because he was jealous with someone else. Someone else had. Okay. And you're envious, and, and you couldn't pick up his generousness. So that the last shall be first, and the first last. Okay, so he argued, the Lord argued, that he, was, he wasn't unfair, because they already had a contract for which they were working. Okay, why is he looking at the, 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 the greenness of the, the other person's grass? Also, it was fair to pay what he wanted to pay them with his own income his income being his also his property what was his it was up to him to pay more towards others as he deemed fit he also condemned greed and envy yet again 
he answered their grumbling is disagreement entitlement victim entitlement what we see here what socialism builds all of which is seen in those who are pushing today for socialism so not only do we not see socialism in the bible we see anti-socialism in the bible okay right So a lot of people also bring up, don't just store up for yourselves treasure on earth, okay? And it's, the passage isn't talking about your money and giving it all to the poor so you don't won't hold any of it. It's talking about not worshiping your money or having it as the center of your life. As the following verses, he talks about you can't serve two masters. That's what, what he talks about afterwards, okay? You can't serve two masters, God and money. Anyone who uses this to, to demonstrate anti-capitalism is assuming capitalism is inherently greedy, when in fact I've proven here that socialism is inherently evil in greed to the point of coveting and stealing using the government to pretty much, pretty much jack you every year on your taxes and send you to prison if you don't pay. That right there is inherent greed, but my cleaning toilets in order to uh, support my family from my business is far from greedy. It's hard work. It's investment. Investment of time and money and offering a much needed service to customers. Okay? So th there it is. That's, that's the groundwork I'm laying down, okay? Uh, socialism is not in the Bible and it's part of the woke Christianity that we see today, all right, that has crept in the church, which is disgusting, nasty, and evil. Um, it goes against being content for what you have. It goes against uh, picking yourself up and um, recognizing uh, that you can work hard to achieve more, which many have in society having a positive attitude of where God has you at the moment and we have two messages let's see what we got absolutely right because Christ said when you give do not be like the hypocrites where you sound the alarm and you want to get credit right you do it for a reason for a purpose in order to get back scratched and patted by the world okay the Bible also says that the world lies in the lap of the evil one and so people's uh, incentives are pretty jacked up right they don't do it to do it they don't do it because they see the, the need of others they do it 
okay to be padded that's absolutely right noble let's see what noble has to say genocide there's a mass ge genocide all over the place there's genocide happening in certain uh, countries where they're killing Christians left and right there's the genocide in the Holocaust of about 3,000 uh, of unborn being slaughtered in the womb there's plenty yeah there's genocide happening all the time because we know that they are human and uh, to murder humans to the totality of 60 million plus is absolutely genocide and genocide some people might feel is a political word or a word meant for people who are already walking the earth but we should take it further because humanity is to be taken further and it needs to be respected in the womb outside the womb and wherever we find it right so yeah there is uh genocide happening every single day uh okay so that's it that's my uh show today i had two messages uh, unless someone else wants to leave another message um yeah i can definitely um bring this up again i wasn't thinking that i was going to be able to complete it because it was pretty extensive but I wanted to make my point um, that uh, socialism is not in Christianity and without a doubt uh, never will be and isn't. And it's an evil system. It's part of woke culture, woke culture that we're seeing here among with everything else that the world is trying to push into the church and into society. We've got many plants in our churches this day that are probably getting paid on the side who knows by maybe by by sorrows even okay to uh start spreading these seeds uh into the church and confusing many and many will be confused but we pray that the ones who love christ will be the ones that are eating and feeding off of the word so that way they will have a relationship with the holy spirit whereby the holy spirit would not allow them to fall to these deceptions and they can be able to decipher the word of god with, by true uh discernment okay and that's the discernment that, that the spirit gives us will demonstrate to us and uh would not uh lead us into the way of the world into the thinking of the world into the mentality of the world because the bible says that we have the mind of christ and we are to have a renewed mind okay god protects our mind okay um and that mind meditating on the word of god will not uh drift into the philosophy of socialism okay so we pray for those who are stuck in these churches and are not able to decipher uh, because perhaps they're baby Christians or they're they're uh, they're not they're just being misled and they're being um, you know s you know um, they're stumbling over these concepts okay and it's because the world is pushing it left and right okay so we need to speak out against this and I thank you for joining me today all right this is uh uh, true news 365 
And until next time, God bless you.